Hey, it's me, Marcel, the producer, with a quick note here. When Alicia and Tara recorded this episode, we originally planned on having the Ouija seance in its episode release. However, after we started working on the edit, we decided to release the seance as a separate bonus episode that will still be available for free. So keep an eye out for that. Just wanted to let you know. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and people guilting their boyfriends into a couple's costume. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, it's the first episode of our October fundraiser. Yay, finally. And we're talking about Ouija boards, Zozo the Ouija demon, and a spell to ward off nightmares. Bye-bye. Oh my gosh, so it is the first episode of what? October. Whoa! And of our October anniversary. No. It's yes. cute. I love that we have an anniversary, but I think that we should come up with a cute name. It yeah. wouldn't be a witchiversary. Podversary? A podversary? Perversary. No? Perverts? Perversary. Perverts University. Podversity. Pod- into the Potterverse. Into the Potterverse. That's like the Spider-Verse. And then there's a bunch of different Tara and Alicia's. And they're all from different universes and have different backgrounds. There's a robot one. There's a pig one. And there's a one that was recently divorced. A pig one. All right. So just in case you guys haven't listened or paid attention or given a shit about our check-ins and you just skip 45 minutes to the actual content. To the spell. People skip the spell. Be like, what? Which is in the news? It's over. You guys skip the spell? There was one person. There was one person, which was adorable. She like made my entire month. Sweet baby angel. This isn't like her ID because I'm not going to like get that out just in case she wants to be mysterious. And, um, you know, like a figment of podcast lore. Mm -hmm. But she goes by Lojo. And it was like the sweetest thing ever. She made these little photos of her before and after doing the spell, like before her first nursing clinical. And I like really hope it went well. And like by the time like this would have been like a month, you know, since she's messaged us. So I hope it's going really well. But that like made me a whole week. Anytime I get messages from people that are like, I shared this with my friend, Kevin, and I just started and I need to catch up. I'm so excited. It warms my heart and keeps me going and keeps me off of those hard, hard drugs. No, that's because we can't afford them. Yeah. That's why we're not doing the hard, hard drugs. (laughs) Maybe one day. So things are different now though, Alicia, right? Things are different this month. Things are different this month only. Exclusive. An October exclusive. An October exclusive. anniversary event. Why is it different, you guys? We are getting spooky. This episode, we have Zozo the Ouija demon to tell you about. I'm not about it. I hate this. Which is going to be so exciting because we're going to tell you about this Ouija demon and then we're going to attempt a Ouija seance? I think it's called a seance. Okay. A Ouija seance. It has been described to me. Also for October, we are going weekly. That's five fucking weeks. That's a lot of weeks, you guys. That's a lot of work on our end. Yeah, it is our next episode that we're going to do. I'm not going to spoil it for you. By the time you're listening to this, like we would have started that research in August. Woo! Months Woo. of research. Oh, man. 
Hail Satan. <laughs> and then we have our fabulous fundraiser. So starting yesterday, which was October 1st, we will be raising money for the UK charity called Safe Child Africa. So Safe Child Africa works with and through partners in the Niger Delta region of Nigeria to protect and uphold children's rights when it comes to accusations of witchcraft. Usually in our Witches in the News segment, we have an unfortunate story of someone who's accused of witchcraft and is either physically assaulted, castrated from their community, or even killed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those people are children, which is very sad because a lot of other times it's older people and it's disputes over land or just grown-up arguments. So when someone has decided a child's a witch... Their parents have to try to take them to exorcisms and it becomes this thing where they can't afford to keep up with this. And then all of their community is not only shunning their child, they're shunning them. So mm -hmm. these children end up homeless and that's like if they're lucky. So sometimes they just end up being killed and that could be from being beaten to death or stoned. And it's just very, very, very sad. So our fundraiser helps those children all the money goes straight to the fundraiser like we're not going to take a single cut of it since you know we get to joke and have fun and talk about witchcraft and are privileged enough to live in the United States it's easy for us to take things for granted so I think we wanted to do kind of like a privilege check that we can have fun about this but not everyone in the world can just be like oh I'm gonna be a witch for Halloween you know like mm -hmm. not everyone gets that kind of privilege and opportunity that we get. Mm -hmm. So this is how our fundraiser is going to work. Starting yesterday, October 1st, we are going to attach a PayPal link in the Witch Yes show notes. And we, of course, will have it on Instagram. It'll be in our description on Instagram. It'll probably be on posts on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's going to be everywhere. So for every dollar you donate, we will write your name and enter it in a random drawing. So donate $5, get five chances to win. Donate 25, get 25. Donate five bajillion. We will figure out what the zero marks on that actually is. And we will put five bajillion little post-it notes of your name in a very, very large hat. We are currently in search of a witch hat. That is large enough. To hold all of these little pieces of Maybe it should be paper. a pumpkin. <laughs> a very large jack-o'-lantern. But we are only pulling out three names. So what happens if you get your name pulled, you might ask? Well, the answer... <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. ...is that if your name is pulled as one of our three winners, you will get to have a chance to have a personal Skype conversation with us where we read your tarot. Ooh, I'm Ooh. nervous. That means we get to see you. We get to see the people... I mean, you get to see us, but... Are we going to hire, like, a lighting team and, like, hair and makeup? We're going to hire that makeup artist from Texas who did my bridesmaid makeup at the last wedding I was in. All of our money for these Skype conversations goes to false eyelashes. All of our personal money. Not the donated money. No, no, no. no. All yeah, of yeah, our yeah. personal money. To clarify. Which is about, what, like 50 bucks between us? But top and bottom and nose and ears and mouth. How, where are these fake eyelashes going? No, nose and ears <laughs> the more and toes. eyelashes, the more beautiful. I just want you guys to like me. I just want to look furry. <laughs> I want to look soft and pettable. That's it. So join our fundraiser. We're excited to be doing this. We're excited to be like helping another community who actually needs it. And we're just excited to be able to do something interactive with you guys. Yeah. We've had a lot of conversations about 
this is a problem. This is a very niche problem that like people are not talking about because it is so particular. I mean, it's easy to think of it as like a small problem in like the large, larger universe of like things that are going on in the world right now. And I think I, it was in the episode about Hope, mm-hmm. the child, that there was the video of Hope and how his life was turned around by being taken care of by this orphanage. Every child deserves the opportunity to have like that kind of life and to be protected and to be cherished and to like have access to education and to medicine and food and water and like this is a very particular situation where these kids will not receive this without someone else looking out for them and their parents and their families can't look out for them because of the situation that they're in so yeah and it's my birthday month so and it's Leisha's birthday month so if anything you could think about it as like a little personal present Aw, thank you guys. Happy birthday to Alicia. Let the cash flow in. Happy <laughs> birthday to me. And safe child Africa. So besides turning 28, what else is going on? Oh my God, life? you just <laughs> told them how long. <laughs> I was thinking about this in the shower that I wasn't going to say how old I'd be. Well, we talked about being 27. Yeah, I know. But I think I've decided that when I'm 30, I'm just going to be 30 forever. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh tragedy she died 30 and i'll be like 92 (laughs) when i was working at starbucks someone asked me how old i was and i told them that i was an eternal being of light with no beginning and no end (laughs) they're like thank you for the coffee i was trying to hit on you but okay bye so you're 18 (laughs) huh is going on in your life so when this episode releases this event will have been a few weeks ago but i was a bridesmaid and my friend lauren voltz's wedding so that was very exciting my makeup was fantastic mm-hmm. gorgeous biggest gerbil eyes i've ever seen on myself like i looked like i stepped out of an anime like it was pretty oh, yeah. incredible you looked like bright and aware yes and, and scared little, yeah a little afraid <laughs> at any moment a predator could reveal itself from the brush man I was thinking about it because I think my dream in life is to have enough money that I can just wear acrylics all the time. Mm. And the patriarchy is really just trying to make women's lives difficult (laughs) with all of these cool ass things. Yes, I want fake eyelashes that just make me look scared the whole time. Yes, I want acrylics where I can't use the top of my fingertips anymore. And have to relearn how to touch things mm-hmm. and move things and put contacts in my eyes. I saw one of those life hack videos on Instagram mm-hmm. that was about how to do tasks with acrylic nails. That's amazing. It was like, this is how you push an elevator button. It was like, whoa. Yeah. This is useful. This is so I think useful. I need like a stick. And I'll just like... <sighs> Push all the buttons with that. Turn on the lights. Turn off the lights. We'll get you one of those claw things, you know, where you just like grip it. Or one of those hand things. Do they make those still? I haven't seen them since the 90s. You just got to go to Disney World. But besides that, yeah. Man, those are expensive then. But anyways, I had a great time at her wedding. It was so beautiful. She introduced all of her bridesmaids and he introduced all of his groomsmen at the rehearsal dinner. Mm -hmm. And so they each said like a little thing about them. The thing she said about me, it was her first day of undergrad, like first class. And it was like an acting class, which that acting class was buck wild. It was basically therapy. Like one of the first sessions we had, maybe like day three or something, we all sat in a circle and it was like, tell us a story. And everyone's just like, and my grandpa passed. And oh, like God. the whole point was to reduce yourself to tears. But that wasn't actually the point. That's just what happened. It was so fucking wild. Yeah. I was like, why is this happening? Oh, no. 
But first day, this was her first class. And so a group of people, including me, were coming from their first class. And so I came in and I saw there was a seat open next to her. I sat next to her. And I guess what I said to her was, I'm never going to be a teacher. <laughs> because at the time, I came in with a theater education major. I remember that. And I went to one education class, realized I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then I dropped the major that night I remember I remember yep and so that was her first interaction with me was just me coming in just like fine but being like yo (laughs) never never ever ever (laughs) and then we've been friends since Lauren yeah I remember the Lauren romance it was very cute yeah you had your Leah romance I had my Lauren romance these ladies with L's for names yeah. They're like our side chicks. Do we know Lauren's zodiac sign? Who is she? Born? She's a Virgo. Leah's a Capricorn, which makes sense. So it's that like does make the sense. earth signs. Yeah. Like in the time when we like could not be wrapped up in like our own dramatic emotions because it was undergrad and it was like new and like these people that are like stable and solid yeah. and level. Kind of felt like they had their shit more together. Yeah. Like, We're oh, all in know. flux because it's undergrad. Yeah. But like I trusted them. Yeah. I trusted Leah to be like, no, this is what we're doing. Or like, no, this is what's happening. Or yeah. like, no, this is okay. When I'm in a massive horrifying like hurricane of my emotions being like, what are you talking about? You need a sandwich. You're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> are you really sad because of that boy? Are you just hungry? <laughs> You want to go to Steak and Shake? <laughs> oh, shoestring fries. That's my favorite thing about Indiana, shoestring fries from really? Steak and Shake. I like those skinny ass fries. Like no, I like those I skinny ass I want boys. Them thick, like my ass. So are you a wedge person? Are you a potato wedge person? Girl, potato wedges are like a whole other level. Like, literally, the only reason I go to Buffalo Wild Wings is for their potato wedges. Oh, and then you dip it in that cheese. All right, girl. I need you to put your pants back on because I need you. Can we postmate potato wedges? <laughs> no, we have Can to Can someone talk, send potato wedges to me? Josh Starks. Get it together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Joshua Starks. Next time. <laughs> Bruh. Baby boy. Our sweet. Our sweet Joshua Starks. Who Our we th- don't know what you identify as, but sweet zaddy because zaddy... Male, female, and non-binary. Send us potato wedges next time. <laughs> no. No, but thank you Our so much for your donation. Producer, Josh Starks. <laughs> Our executive. Also, Josh, you like us. You really like us. Josh, do you have a crush on us? Josh, why are you so obsessed with us? <laughs> I mean, continue, please. But no, we're really flattered. Thank you so much for donating to us again. That was so sweet and unexpected. It's been really amazing having all these people interact with us on Instagram and like on social media and stuff like that. And when I'm not conversing with our followers, I am planning my Halloween costume. How is that going? Not well. Let me tell you. Do you have any ideas, any sketches, any brainstorming, any Pinterest boards? I have several Pinterest boards. Okay, but that might that might be too much though. Sounds like you need to narrow. Well, it's like you know this palette, this color palette, depending on the weather, like what kind of you know things have changed a lot since we moved to the East Coast, where the weather is turbulent and aggressive. Turbulent. <laughs> yeah, one time there was a hurricane in New York City, guys. Did you ever think about that? We could be at risk. <laughs> I need to check in and let my mom know I'm safe. Exactly. But I was thinking about instead of being the hamburglar, being the veggie burglar. Aww. Wouldn't that be cute? The beyond burglar. The beyond burglar. I'm just like meat adjacent looking. (laughs) 
You're like, and this is a gluten-free bun. <laughs> I have arugula instead of lettuce. Oh. There's another one that I heard recently that I thought would be a really funny couples costume where I would be the nun from Game of Thrones who mm-hmm. yells shame. And then that was a good episode. My person would be like Cersei with their head shaven and like naked um, with meat and like vegetables thrown all over them. My only problem with that. Well, one, vegetables thrown over them might be triggering because your person is a comedian. But two. It's too cold to be naked outside on Halloween. I know. So it really depends on like what our Halloween plans are. Last year, we went to a party with work friends. That's true. So we need to figure out what we're going to do this year. And we definitely can't go to a comedian party because I heard that they don't dress up. What? Yeah. So low key, here's a theory. Most working comedians weren't that cool in high school. So they're spending their entire adult life trying desperately to look cool. So they won't even dress up? They won't even dress up, dude. I was like, what's the point of Halloween? Yeah, what's the point of going out? Yeah, like, why not just stay home and watch, like, Nightmare Before Christmas for the 20th millionth time? Which also sounds good, but yeah. weird. I don't like Like, why do you want to be seen if you're not going to dress up? You could just, like, go out drinking any night. Anyway, enough, like, shitting on all of my person's, like, friends and also my close friends. But have you thought about, like, what you guys want to do? Are you going to do a couple's costume? Or are you going to do... Marcel had the idea of me being... From the animated show on Netflix, Hilda. Oh, yeah. And him, either the tree guy, the reindeer puppy, or the boy with the bug. The boy that always has a bug on him. Yeah, the boy that always has a bug on him. That's like deep, deep. That's deep, Like deep. You're right. That's like episode five. Like you actually have to watch it. The reindeer puppy would be so cute. The reindeer puppy would be really cute. Yeah. Oh, that's a really brilliant idea. Okay, well, what what else could we do? We could be about being just like a skeleton, like doing skeleton makeup, and then I could wear whatever was like super comfortable, like maybe some sweats. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a skeleton, but I'm cold. I'm a cold, comfortable, maybe depressed skeleton. When are we just going to be witches for Halloween? I've been witches many years. Me too. We've never been witches together. That would be cute. Is that too also too deep? Like, let's be witches, witch podcasters. Is that deep? It sounds very surface. <laughs> hmm. As a child, what Halloween costume were you the most proud of? I was Elizabeth Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean one year. And people said I looked like Kira Knightley, which I was like, <gasps> that's the most flattering thing you could ever say because I think she's one of the most gorgeous human beings alive. She's a beautiful jawline. Yeah. You also have a beautiful jawline. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hers is more square, though. It's like, oh, so gorgeous. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm the most proud of. When you were like a little kid. Little kid, I was always just a cat or a witch. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> He's like a kitty cat witch kind of girl. Yeah. You could be a kitty cat witch. A cat witch. Cat witch. So it's just wearing cat ears on top of my witch hat? And I could also be a cat witch, but I'm a cat and I'm also a sandwich. We're both dressed as a cat witch. What do you mean? I can't tell the difference. <laughs> I don't even know where this is going. In one room, we're a cat. In the next room, we're a witch. So our costume keeps changing. Like, we just have costume changes the whole night. Oh, yeah. But it's just like ears and a hat. Nice. It's like, why does that witch have whiskers? Bitch, I don't fucking know. Dude, I don't know, man. Get off my dick. <laughs> I haven't narrowed in a while. I'm Give a me cat a witch. Uh, meow. <laughs> Put a spell on you. <laughs> I don't know. Those are hard to combine. <laughs> Maybe one of us should be a cat and one of us should be a witch. So then it's like Kiki's delivery service. Gigi. Yeah. One of us is just like very disappointed the whole time. Or Sabrina in Salem. Very disappointed. That's also another cat that's very disappointed <laughs> the whole time. We could also be the Spellman sisters. Oh, that could be Zelda cute. and uh, Hilda. Yeah. Hilda. 
Another Hilda. Another Hilda. Well, I think the real question is, what is Artemis, my kitty cat, going to be for Halloween? Well, she has a little bunny rabbit hat. Yeah, she's been a bunny rabbit. She's been a lion. Also, she is very costume averse. So you get the one picture Mm -hmm. and you got to do it in two minutes. She ain't going to play anymore. So it has to be something easy. I feel like we talked about her being a sunflower. Oh, it's like a collar. So it's not as like invasive. When I was a kid, I was a big tomboy, actually. Mm -hmm. And so I was really into doing like things that I felt like little girls would not be. There's like several pictures when I'm really little where instead of being a princess, I'm a bride. (laughs) How does that make you a tomboy? But then like once I hit probably like six, I like really wanted to be like a ninja or like the Grim Reaper, stuff like that. There was one Halloween that I went around in a Grim Reaper costume. And then I told the people like, do you want a trick or do you want a treat? They'd be like, treat. And I'd be like, I'm a girl. As if I were doing some sort of amazing feminist act as dressing as the Grim Reaper. What a spooky and feminist tiny woman I am. Oh, wow. The performance art for you started early. Well, yeah, 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 totally. A lot of that was just like my personality was a performance at all times. That's fair. And last year I was I was sexy Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That was good. That was was really good. I was proud of that costume. I like bedazzled a little gavel. And it was so cute. I loved it. And you guys were... We were Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson two weeks after they had broken up. (laughs) So we put on like ghostly makeup. So we were the ghosts of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson's relationship. They really put a wrench in that. Like I was very (laughs) excited for that costume. Yeah. Like it makes me afraid to like choose another celebrity because like what if they just break up beforehand? Mm -hmm. It should be like a rule that you can't break up in October. Just like carry it through until If you're a public figure. Sign a contract. Anyway, it's. Anyways. Like midnight. We talked a lot about that because I think we're scared. I'm like really avoiding it. Are you? I'm ready. This episode scares me. Okay. So today we're talking about. Oh my God, don't say it. Ouija's. Ouija's. Or Ouija's. We're not sure. Apparently on the back of the board it said both. Yeah. Where is our board? Let me get it. Okay. So this is. Can you hear it? Yes. This is our Ouija board, which was lent to us by Bethany Tabor. And Bethany was like my first new friend in New York City. Oh. Which is super cute. And she's probably the most interesting person I've ever met. She is death positive. That was like one of the first things I knew about her. And she works within the death positive movement, which is trying to change our relationship to how we talk about death and how we think about death. Hmm. Because a lot of times it's so taboo. It's still so taboo. And even when we do talk about it, it seems like we only talk about it within like these really limited scopes. Yeah, that does sound really interesting. So she is hosting an upcoming Good Death Roundtable on the topic of American spiritualism. I'm just going to give you the dates and it's through Pioneer Works. So... The first dates are obviously in Brooklyn, October 12th, November 9th, which is the day before my birthday. And that's definitely the one I'm going to go to. And also I'm probably going to go to the November 20th. And so it's like these events where they have different speakers. But one of the really cool things is that they're like each researching how forensics was built on medium practices, but then used against the very mediums that studied it. Mm. And the first one, they have like this really cool medium that's coming in. But I really wanted the Ouija board that we're using, she recently used at a Pioneer Works event. So Roseanne Cash, 
Johnny Cash's daughter, okay, was playing a benefit concert at Pioneer Works last October, so October 2018, and she was gifted this board that we're using the night of the show. Okay. okay? So they were in the office, uh-huh. like playing around with it while the daughter was playing her concert, and Bethany kind of half-heartedly was like, "Hey, Johnny, like your daughter's playing, like are you also here? You watching her?" And the planchette like didn't move, which we're gonna talk about. Nothing happened for like 90 seconds. They decided they stopped. They put everything away. And then as soon as they put it away, there was a massive reverb on his daughter's mic. And the feedback lasted for 45 seconds. And like the window shook. It was super loud. Oh, wow. And she had to stop singing. So like the music director and the AV guy were like, there's literally no reason that that should have happened because they were in the middle of the show. Yeah. Like, if it would have happened, it would have happened at the beginning. Yeah, and there would have been, like, no movement that they wouldn't have accounted for. It's, like, the reverb as if another microphone or, like, another presence or, like, another energy passed close to the microphone. Okay. As soon as they put the Ouija board away. Now I'm scared. I didn't know this Ouija board had history. Yeah. That is scary. So, talking about fears, what are your pre-existing notions or fears about Ouija boards, Alicia? I think about Victorian women... Just having a good old time, trying to connect to the dead. Yeah. That's how I wanted to go into this night. <laughs> Talk about prohibition, slightly sip some alcohol. You know, we're bad women. Mm-hmm. And maybe some first wave feminism ideologies. Oh, yeah, because we talked about that before, like mediumship being a part of like abolitionist mm-hmm. movements and feminist movements way before they were even conceived of. Yeah, that or the opposite and something's going to haunt me until it kills me. What about you? What do you think about? I think about all of the terrifying stories I read on Reddit (laughs) about how we should not be doing this. Okay. But the best way to face a fear is to face it. So I'm going to tell you what these are. So you're like, maybe you're sitting at home and you're listening to this witch podcast. Uh Maybe your friend, maybe you're Kevin. And you're like, my friend is making me listen to this show and I have no idea who these witches are. And I don't know what a Ouija board is. So Ouija boards are a subsection of these supernatural devices called talking boards or spirit boards. You may be familiar with them because they sell the Hasbro Ouija board at fucking Target. That's pretty funny. They're generally cutting board sized and usually made of wood, but they don't necessarily have to be. They can be pretty much made out of anything, and I'm not sure what ours is made out of. It may even be made out of cardboard or, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I haven't even opened it. I don't know. Because I'm afraid. Yeah. So on the surface of the boards are the letters of the alphabet, Numbers from zero to nine, the word yes and no, and then the sign off goodbye, which is important. Okay. If you remember nothing else. Remember to say goodbye. Okay. They're accompanied by like this little heart-shaped device called a planchette. Think of it like the mouse to your computer from hell. Great. So uh, what are we trying to do with this bullshit? Contact the dead. Fucking contact the dead. Contact them. (laughs) The idea is that you and your friends are going to hold this little planchette light as a feather, stiff as a board style, meaning all together. And through the spooktacular power of a nearby spirit, the planchette will glide across the Ouija board to spell out different stuff. And it seems to me that the format for speaking to the dead is question and answer. Okay. Okay, so it will not necessarily move or answer unprompted. Okay, so where do these come from, these Ouija boards? You want to know? Yeah, I want to know. Tell me. Okay. So I like hearing you speak as I wrap my mind that we're about to like summon 
Zozo the I really don't demon. say that. We're not going to summon Zozo. We're hopefully These not people don't even know about Zozo yet. You guys. Okay. So okay. If we're trying to find ancient origins, Ouija boards are technically descendants of the psychic practice of automatic writing. I think we may have talked about this in the psychic mediums episode, but if we didn't, automatic writing is where psychic mediums use their bodies as a conduit and allowed spirits to move their hands to write messages from the beyond. Ooh, okay. The earliest documentation of automatic writing comes from 1100 AD. Wow. From, you guessed it, China. Our spooky daddy of the East. Or the West, I guess, depending on where you are on the globe. Chinese divinators used a technique called Fuji. So it's also known as planchette writing. Which, like, this all coming together. Ah. Instead of a plastic board they bought from Target, practitioners suspended a stick from a tray, and the stick would, like, wiggle around and write Chinese characters into sand or ash. That makes it scarier for me. I should have read the show notes ahead of time. (laughs) We're getting... Because I feel like the ancient Chinese were so legit that I thought this was just some, like, made up something from some European something. And with that, I would have been like, oh, yes, my ancestors. Do not, <laughs> do not adhere to the board. It These does not jokesters. make sense. These jokesters. But now that I know it's ancient Chinese, I'm like, this is actually sounding a little bit more legit. Didn't they like invent paper or something like fireworks, and fireworks, and all those other things we didn't learn about in school? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. So fast forward hundreds of years. Zoom. Before the czar, it's 1840. Yes. And spiritualism explodes in the U.S. and Europe from the middle and upper class. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. People that have time to think about. And money. Yeah. I don't have to work. Let me summon the dead. (laughs) You know what else explodes right after that? America. Into two pieces. Because a bunch of people, super duper, wanted the right to own human beings as property. Oh, goody. And then it explodes again, but back together after the Civil War to make one country again. Thank God. But we're still left with basically like all these dead people that we exploded. Great. And the Americans who survived are like really interested in talking to these dead people. Nothing like a war to bring people together. Dude, really though? Because I feel like after every time there's like a massive war, like spiritualism and our idea about the afterlife and spiritualism and religion changes it shifts mm, mm-hmm. so there's like this massive spiritualism movement in the americas at the time so what happens when there's a mighty demand for an untapped and emotionally charged market a wealthy east coast businessman sits up in bed with a cold sweat and a hot boner and his name was elijah elijah well actually like elijah bond patented the planchette that was used with talking boards in 1890 and it was his employee william fold that created the branded talking board Ouija. Huh. And from this story, if you take nothing else, remember. To always say goodbye. To always say goodbye. And then if you've gotten amnesia and you forget that and you forget about Ouija boards altogether, remember that no matter what kind of shit job you work, you too can someday steal your boss's business model and make a better, more successful, catchier named competitor, effectively squashing their name and legacy into dust. Goodbye forever. So the legend is that when William Fold created his first board, he asked it what its name was, and it responded, Ouija, or Ouija. 
We're not really sure. Yeah, they didn't talk about the pronunciation. The board just spells things. So the board said, with its totally not cursed wooden mouth, that Ouija was the ancient Egyptian word for good luck, which it's not. The generally accepted origin of the word Ouija is that it's a combination of the French and German words for yes. So we and ya. Yes, yes. Yes. All right, so... Let me take over because I'm freaking out a little bit. So we're going to talk about Alicia's science corner. There's beakers bubbling. Alicia, the science gal. Alicia, 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 Alicia. (laughs) Sued. (laughs) Sued. (laughs) There's like buzzing electronics in the back. Hello. I'm in a lab coat. She's in a lab coat. I'm wearing glasses. You come out from behind. Kind of like a sexy librarian thing. That's what I look like in glasses just normally. So Yeah. 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 That's why I don't wear them. And here she is. And here I am. Welcome. Welcome. Let's talk about the ideomotor effect. Okay, so you're supposed to touch the planchette. What was that? Gentle like a fork, stiff like a spoon? <laughs> what was the thing? It's uh, light feather. as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. And then spirits are supposed to like move it to talk. Okay. Wild. So what does science have to say about this? Because science has a lot to say about this, but we're going to keep it short because we're here for the spooks. The ideomotor effect or the ideomotor reflex is a psychological phenomenon where a person makes tiny motions unconsciously. So you know when you stub your finger or get a bee sting or bruise your knee walking past your furniture because you should have put your clothes away three weeks ago, but you didn't? Is this a call out? Are you trying to to call me out right now? No, no. I'm calling Marcel out. (laughs) Please get it right. This is my science corner. This is not about you, Tara. It's not about you this time. (laughs) So that immediate physical reaction from the pain is kind of similar to the ideomotor effect. You aren't trying to react reflexively, but your body just takes over and it kind of happens. So this is what happens with the ideomotor effect, except it's teeny, teeny, tiny. So whether you're willing yourself to talk to grandmama through tiny unconscious movements Or it is actually her spirit talking to you. Or Johnny Cash. Who cares? Science and magic can always coexist. 2019. Vote for me in 2020. I will take my lab coat off now and put it by the door. On a hook. Nice and neat. And not on the ground like the rest of the clothes that should have been put away weeks ago. Marcel. And we move on. (laughs) We're going to get spooky Because we can talk more about scientific studies and skepticism and Hasbro because that's fucking wild. They're a toy company (laughs) and whatever. (laughs) But it's October and we can do that shit any other time. Do you think this is a fucking game, Hasbro? (laughs) Apparently. This is my life. This is the afterlife. This is the afterlife. This is serious. (laughs) So we've got to try out this board at some point. And we definitely don't want to push it off any longer. So... Let's talk about legends and danger. Before you open up this board, I got some rules of engagement to keep you safe from the devil. Should you just read the directions on the back? It's there not are directions. Enough. Hold on. Let me look at this. No, we're going to read that when we do the board, okay? Put it down. I was so excited. You can do that another time. This is my time. I like knowing the rules. <laughs> Here are my rules. Okay. Number one. Number one. I really want to discourage you from using spear boards in your home, in your car, in your school, in your place of work, or 
literally anywhere else you spend a lot of time because it's not super uncommon for spirits to attach themselves to the area that they're being contacted from. This is why, and you may have noticed, that our sound is a little different, but we are not at my house. Nope. We are in a top secret location. Although you were very comfortable doing it at my house with that very, (laughs) very stern warning you just gave. I am noting that. Number two, burn candles. And I'm going to say probably white and black. I want you to burn sage. I want you to burn everything you can think of to ward off a malevolent spirit. Because if you've been itching to cast a salt circle, this is your time. Spirit boards place these calls to the ethereal plane. And while that's where all the religions keep their heavens, there's also a bunch of like other fluff and creepy crawlies that live there. So be aware. On the topic of creepy crawlies, number three, don't believe everything a spirit tells you. You can't always be sure of a spirit's intentions and they lie. Just like people, one of the most commonly contacted spirits on talking boards is Johnny Cash. Why? But is that Johnny Cash (laughs) or is that some kind of fucking nightmare demon from the infected fingernail dimension wearing Johnny Cash like a skin we do not know? So don't let a spirit manipulate you and don't let your guard down. Which leads me to pause. I can't remember the last time I thought about Johnny Cash. Dude, apparently he's talking to people on boards all the time because this is not the only time. Bethany told me about this. I had been looking at forums upon forums of people being like, Johnny Cash called me a bad word. You know, like Johnny Cash said this to me. Johnny Cash told me that, you know, about my girlfriend. Apparently he loves talking to people, which doesn't surprise me because he loved attention. He did love attention. That was a good movie. Walk the Line. So good. (laughs) But so random i know right it's like who else is like so innocuous and well loved you would think elvis would talk more you know people some people don't believe elvis is dead oh maybe that's why he doesn't talk so it's like same with uh but we believe johnny cash is dead this is like fact we have the body we have the body so number four jumping off of my previous statement of not being manipulated don't ouija alone you lonely ass motherfucker do not weed you alone ever one of two things will happen either one your energy will not be enough to place a call and nothing happens and then you're sad and you're mad at this podcast for telling you about ouijis or you're suddenly alone in a room with an entity without a buddy system and that spirit could have an easier time attaching itself to you and convincing you to kill your husband which has happened oh my god what wild more than once what so say you've been contacted cool okay by something yes never ask it a question about your own death or the death of others in your life because this encourages the entity to attach itself to your death hmm okay like it just tries to kill you faster and this is going to be a whole other episode and like a whole other thing but like when your spirit or whatever it is like the tiny spark that lives inside of you whether or not you believe in that like is in transit between like your conscious state of being inside your body and to whatever realm or to whatever heaven or to whatever like spirit or to nothingness you are vulnerable okay and what do spirits love more than anything energy it's what makes them more powerful what's more energetic than a living creature's spirit yum 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 delicious some shake shack for me some spirit shack for me it's basically just like a fuck boy. Man, I wish I were wearing those false eyelashes right now just to convey the fear in my <laughs> eyes. All right. So finally, number six, if you do nothing else, dear God, do this one. Always remember to say goodbye after every 
session. This is on par with like vampire rules. Spirits will generally only enter your life if you invite them in. And if you forget to say goodbye, fucking Bonicula is going to walk into your life and suck the life force out of you like so many men before him. You do not (laughs) want to invite these fucking spirits into your soul and into your energy and into your life and into your chakras and whatever else we've talked about this season. Okay? So just remember to say goodbye. Also, this isn't on our show notes, but I had listened recently to a couple other episodes of podcasts about Ouija's Mm -hmm. and something that I thought was really interesting is that like people will perform this Ouija thing and if nothing happens immediately, like they're just like, oh, whatever, it's like over. Like give it five to ten minutes and like just keep asking questions. Really easy questions are like, is there a spirit here? Is there a spirit present? Okay. How old are you? Or what time are you from? When were you born? Like really, what's the word I'm looking for? Innocuous, like gentle, informative, easy questions. Okay. And also with this ideomotor effect, your body and your brain apparently gets better at it the more times you do it. So Hmm. if you do it more than once, the chances of you having this phenomena, I guess, apparate or appear is more likely the more times you do it. All right. So this has been... Which, yes, we're done with the episode. I don't want to do this. Please don't make me do this. So just checking. The goodbye is basically you say goodbye and it's done and it can't contact you. Yeah, you hang up the call. But if you forget to say goodbye. It's like you left the chat room open and all of the the spyware is coming into your computer. The malware. It's like leaving your webcam on your computer uncovered. Okay. At any moment, some... Russian bot could be watching you masturbate to bicycle porn. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow. Like the lights have dimmed. Ooh, candles. What's that over there? Is that a a fireplace? Wow. Look at. Oh, this is a comfy chair. Getting in this comfy chair. Ooh, some hot chocolate. You really... You really splurge. What is going on right now? Hello, welcome to Alicia's Tales of the Occult. Today's chapter is about Zozo the Ouija Demon. Let me get underneath the blanket. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah, get some apple cider maybe. Fresh. Mm -hmm. Off the apple tree. Right off the apple. Squeezed myself. (laughs) Delicious. Mm. A long, long time ago in the year 1982... (laughs) You didn't expect me to do that, did you? <laughs> I had a mouthful of wine. <laughs> okay. Continue. Thank you. <sighs> a young plumber working in the crawl space of an Oklahoma residence discovered a two-sided Ouija board. On the front, it was just the normal Hasbro-looking Ouija board. On the back, however, it was painted black with the letter Z-O-Z-O, flanked by bird wings instead of the normal Ouija, commonly found on the back of boards. Creepy. Three years later, Darren Evans decided to use the board with his friend Randy. He just kept it. He just kept it. He was like, what a nice treasure. Casual. Casual. Before they closed the session, the board spelled out, see you in hell. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. In 2005, Darren and Randy met up and used the Ouija board once again. This time, Zozo announced himself. Zozo declared that Randy was cursed and would die in a car accident. What the 
This is why you don't ask about the death. This is what you were saying. Once again, when their session ended, the board spelled out, see you in hell. In 2007, Randy called Darren unexpectedly. It was a usual phone call, but Darren felt like Randy was acting a bit off. Before Darren hung up the phone, Randy said, Darren, I will see you in hell. No! I know. I know. I don't know. Maybe he was joking. Maybe it was like, I'll see you in hell, bro. Whatever. We don't know. The next morning, Randy was driving his car and drove head on into a telephone pole less than a mile away from his house. He died from the accident. Hundreds of other people have had their own encounters with Zozo, and many claim to have been attacked by it or even lost friends and family who contacted Zozo as well. So who is Zozo? The name Zozo has shown up for thousands of years. Some think that Zozo actually comes from the Mesopotamian god Pazuzu, who was known to be the king of demons. The oldest Zozo story comes from the Dictionnaire Infernal by Colin de Plancy, which was published in 1816. De Plancy tells the story of a young girl who said she was possessed by three demons named Mimi, Capulet, and Zozo. He wrote, The girl went down the streets on all fours, sometimes forward, sometimes behind. Sometimes she walked on her hands, feet in the air, at the risk of putting passers... At the risk of putting passersby in the confidence of her position, meaning, you know, seeing her underwear and stuff like that, she was believed to be possessed. Eventually, a priest performed an exorcism on her, and it is said that when the Zozo demon left her body, that the windows in the whole room shattered. All right. We're going to move into our final segment for the evening, our spell, much beloved and unskipped. Mm-hmm. So, per our conversation today... I thought it would be wonderful to gift you a nightmare ward to banish nightmares of Zozo that or whatever amazing. else. Amazing! I found this nightmare ward by Swamp Seer on Tumblr. Okay. Oh man, I I've been like very anxious about nightmares recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, or maybe we have, and we've cut it. But I've been having like a really hard time with nightmares. And it's not like I'm, like, eating before bed or anything. Like, it's gotten bad enough that I've, like, talked to my mom and been like, please help me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't, like, sleep at night and I'm afraid to go to bed. And it's not one of the situations where, like, oh, I wake up from the nightmare and I turn over and I dream about something else. It's, like, everything is, like, a different nightmare or the same nightmare. It's, it's very unsettling. So I'm going to give you a little ward to banish all of those dreams. Yay. Um, let's do it. So this is what you're going to need. One, a chunk of black fabric. I ended up using like an old black sock, mm-hmm. but you can use pretty much anything, even nylon. It just has to be big enough to act as like a sachet. Okay. Two, lavender, dried or oil. Okay. Which was a question last time. Cloves, not garlic, just regular cloves. Just <laughs> normal cloves. Salt. Table salt is fine. Okay. So any kind of salt. A tiny something that will be used to represent the scary thing in your dream. So think about something that's going to be small enough to fit in your sachet. I ended up using like a little tiny rock or pebble that I found outside, but you could really use anything. A piece of string long enough to bind and tie the scary object. The length is going to depend on the size of the object, obviously. If you use like a Ming vase, it's going to be a lot bigger. Did you say a vase? Yeah, like if you're like this, I hate this vase. (laughs) It creeps me out. I'm going to put it in the sachet. 
put it underneath my pillow at bedtime. And then an extra piece of string to tie off your sachet. A piece of paper and a writing utensil and a windowsill. This is gonna be where you're gonna be placing this object at some mm. point. So here's what you're gonna do. Number one, you're gonna lay out your black fabric because you're gonna be putting some shit in it. You're gonna rub the inside of the fabric with the salt. Okay. Easy enough so far. Number three, on the piece of paper, I want you to just do some like free writing about your nightmare. I want you to channel the fear you feel into the paper and into words. Be as descriptive as you want, or I guess as descriptive as can fit on the piece of paper that you brought okay. to the spell. Post-it note. Number four, you're going to fold that piece of paper teeny tiny itsy bitsy and lay it on the fabric or stuff it in the toe of your sock, I guess, which is what I did. <laughs> um, number five, now you're going to grab the thing the pebble, whatever, that you're using to represent your nightmare. And you're going to wrap it with this string and really bind that shit up. I want you to tie it really, really tight. And get angry or get upset. Feel whatever emotion you need to beat it. Like, I want you to to really channel that energy into this object. And then I want you to place it on top of the paper. Okay. And then you're going to sprinkle the object with lavender and clove. And then pull your black fabric together and tie it off with your extra string so nothing can escape. You're going to place that sachet on the windowsill for a night and let it charge in the moonlight. And it seemed to me that it didn't necessarily have to be a particular kind of moon. But as we've discussed before, full moons are for cleansing and new moons are for charging. So mm -hmm. I would probably think about the nature of your nightmare. And do you need to cleanse yourself of this energy or do you need to charge yourself to feel strong within your nightmare? You know, and that's going to be particular to you. And then I want you to store that sachet somewhere near your bed. You can sleep with it under your pillow, which is something that I like to do, but you can also hang it above your head or even put it in a nightstand. I thought that was really that's pretty cool. nice and pushed away. And then I just want to give you one more thing. I want to leave you with one more thing about nightmares. This is particular to my experience. Mm -hmm. And I may get some shit for this. But if you feel like your nightmare is supernatural in nature, if you're being chased or hunted, I have an exercise. This is going to take a lot of intention. And if you've had experience with lucid dreaming, that's going to be great. In your dream, if you are running or you are hiding, I want you to stop running in your dream. And I want you to turn around and I want you to look at the thing that's chasing you. Whether it's a creature or a person or whatever, I want you to look at it. I want you to... Look at how it is presenting itself because that's what it's doing. It is presenting itself as something. And I want you to ask it these three questions. Who are you? Why are you here? And who sent you? And then I want you to tell it to go away. You don't ask it to leave. I want you to be assertive. Leave. You do not belong here. Go away. If it is supernatural... It's probably some sort of ethereal plain fluff that's feeding off of your fear because I love that shit. And before you go to bed every night, I want you to center yourself and say out loud, I'm setting up a boundary. Nothing that is not mine or meant for me is allowed within this boundary. Nothing can breach this boundary. Everything else should leave. And it doesn't have to be exactly that verbatim. But I want you to verbalize that you are setting up this boundary between you and whatever energetic beings are trying to attach itself to you. Because there is a lot of power in words. We would like to give our special thanks to our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and to Kevin McLeod for letting us use this music each week. Kevin, you're the best. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everything, blah, blah, blah. You can see our Instagram at 
at witchyes. And if you need anything from us, you can contact us at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to donate to our fundraiser, which you can find the link to PayPal on this episode. What the hell is so easy? In our show notes. And this has been a very exhausting, terrifying, and charming, and a little sexy, little sexy episode of Witch, Yes! Bye.